Hey family, I'm Coach Cass. Welcome to The Hub. I'm so excited because today I get to interview two really beautiful people. Now, Dexter Bridgman, Dexter Bridgman is someone I have known for years upon years upon years. This man is a change maker, a revolutionary, a vision, visionary in our community, specifically in South Florida. So he is the CEO and president of the MIA Media Group. And let me get my notes together, okay? He helps to editorialize the success and achievement of Black community in South Florida. And his beautiful new bride, ooh-wee, yes, new bride, y'all. Get ready, get ready. Michelle Ralston, she is the curator of fine art for those who love the Key West style. She owns the Key West, let me get it right. Key West Colors, the The art of Ray Ralston. Yes, the Key West colors. I love it. So welcome, Dexter and Michelle. So glad to be here. Hi, Coach Cass. How are you doing? The love, Coach. Good to see you again. Good to to talk to you again. Been a while. Now, I know we haven't really hung out because, you know, the whole world's kind of been shut down and all that stuff. And you guys moved to another part of the country, also known as Coral (laughs) Springs, and I'm in Hollywood, but we won't get into that. Yeah. Yeah. You know, I, I got to take a flight to get to you, but right. I, I really right. had to um, get your story, right? And we, we definitely want to talk about your first date, but before we get there, right? So let's go to you, Dexter. I know at one point you were married before, and then you were single, single, single for a minute. So yeah, can, you, can you tell us a little bit of what that, that journey had been for you as a single grown man? Because, you know, there's a lot of grown people that listen in. So it's always good to, to hear some insight about maybe what you came across and, and you know, what was uninspiring or what was inspiring when it came to dating. Did you date? I know I'm asking about 17 questions. So I'm going to stop talking. Go ahead. What comes to oh, you? Uh, I got married young, 26, 27 years old. Mm. Stayed ma- and uh, got divorced around, uh, stayed married for about nine years, married my college sweetheart. Mm. But, um, um, and we met, we stayed together for nine years after that. Uh, it took me a little while to start uh, dating after that. Once I started dating, uh, a lot of my friends started, my, my so-called friends started hooking me up with their friends. Um, and as it turns out, oh, Dexter is a really great guy. I want you to, I want to introduce you to Dexter. And as it turns out, the people or the women that I was being introduced to had all sorts of issues. So after a while, I had to tell my friends, do me a favor, don't introduce me to anybody else. You, you know, because I mean, from the worst situation that you could possibly imagine, from a woman who was raped by her boyfriend to, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, um, mental mental abuse, physical abuse. And I'm like, uh, you know, it was more common than not, you know, unfortunately. Yeah, it was shocked to me. And I'm like, how do I deal with all this? Mm -hmm. And I said, you know what? Just do me a favor. 
I'll, I'll fend for myself. You'll fend for yourself? <laughs> aye, aye, aye. So then, so then what did you do? Did you start just like saying hello to people in the streets? Did you put your leg out <laughs> on the corner? Like, <laughs> how did you fend for yourself? <laughs> so I, after starting to fend for myself, I ended up meeting some some um, some really great people. I mean, those women were great people too. But how did you meet? You see, this is the, the you see this is the question, right? Like yeah, because yeah. sometimes those who are listening in feel like there's just nobody. I don't know if they don't open their eyes when they go outside. So where did you meet some of these lovely ladies? Like specifically, like what kind of venue or? I was, when I was in New York, I met um, uh, because you know I'm not from here. I've been here for 18 years, so my dating life started in New York and I started meeting uh, women um, when I would go out or you know you'd see them frequent you'd see them frequently next thing you know you're having conversations with them next thing you know you're going out on dates with them so you would strike up conversation with these people or sometimes these ladies would say hello to you um, a little bit of both, a little bit of both and, and New York is very different from here. The dating scene is very very different. Uh, than South Florida. I mean, you know, we're all we're, we're we're densely populated. So you know, I mean, you you, you know, you can walk down the street and, and see someone. You, you you're not gonna meet anybody walking down the street in <laughs> in South Florida because nobody walks anywhere. You know what I mean? So um, I'm I, you know I had a I had a pretty active dating life. I mean, not that I was uh, Romeo or anything of that nature, but um, you know I had a pretty active dating life through meeting women through, um, through, by the way, it's, I would go to a reception or I'd go to a wedding or, you know, if, you know, it's, and if you were, you, you so, had your radar on, yeah, right. You yeah, were like, I listen, I, I definitely want to get married again. I definitely mm. want to get married. I definitely want to be in a relationship. I'm built like that. I'm not built to, to be single forever. I'm not that. I wasn't that guy. I'm not that guy. Wow. Okay. But, so Michelle, Tell me, right? So back in the day, your single, your singlehood, how how was that for you? I mean, well, when I was younger, and I've I don't want to sound, you know, but I've always had men approach me, you know, at the different walks of life. I think it was a little easier when I was younger because I was a little bit more naive. Um, I was married previously, and then I was in another long-term relationship mm -hmm. after that. I was a little bit naive when I was younger, um, but as you get older and wiser, mm -hmm. I think that once I started to like get into the 40s, mm -hmm. and I've always dated men who are a little bit older than me, you know, I would say within a five to 10 year age range. Mm -hmm it started to get really tough for me because I, the people that I, I was meeting, a lot of them had almost like alter egos Ooh. where, you know, the person you meet and the person they actually were, were very different. Um, you, I met gentlemen who, you know, they, there was a lot of lies. Mm. You know, they weren't very um, forthright about their actual dating status. You know, and a lot of times when you meet people and they start off with a lie, you know, it gets harder and harder as you go on. So I actually got to the point where, you know, I 
it was very easy for me to dismiss someone. You know, the first sign of, you know, me feeling like there was a red flag there, I would just keep it moving. You know, and I got to the point where, and because of that, it just seemed like I was meeting a lot of people and I was dismissing a lot of these gentlemen, you know, and even my friends used to laugh about it. They're like, oh my gosh, you're treacherous. You just, you know, but I got to the point where I just really you didn't make it friends. Right. Exactly. Treacherous. Exactly. <laughs> yes, treacherous. You know, but I just didn't want to invest time when I've already seen the red flags because, mm -hmm. you know, in my younger days I did, I, I saw red flags, you know, and I tried to ignore it or, you know, the whole blinded by love yeah. type of deal. But I got to a point where I was like, okay, we're not going to do this anymore. Huh. You know, the minute we get a red flag, we're going to move on, you know, until oh. find someone worthy. Because another thing with us ladies is sometimes it takes us a little bit of time to realize and know our value. Mm. And oh, once you and and once you get that and you realize of how worthy you are, then you start looking for that person who can be your equal Beautiful. or better. Beautiful. Beautiful. Okay. So Michelle, where did you meet some of these alter ego men? Not to say all of the men you meet there are alter ego men, but where were you meeting men? Cause it sounded like you didn't have a problem, but then you were in South Florida. I was in South Florida. So where were you meeting, meeting men? Where were you meeting guys? I have met guys just, you know, just being out or about maybe being at dinner with a girlfriend or, you know, going to an event. Um, I've met gentlemen through friends, you know, who they, you know, they don't know these people in depth. So, right. you know, they just see, oh, well, he's a nice guy. Let me hook you up. Mm. I've met gentlemen that way. So there's a variety of ways. All right, Dexter. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So one of the things I wanted to say was part of my dating at 36, 37, I was wide open. So I actually dated a woman that was 23. And I didn't think that, you know, but, you know, it was... I couldn't say it was the best relationship uh, because it was like a weekend relationship, mm. you know, and she would come over like on a Friday and would leave on a Sunday, but she mm. would, you know, we would have dinner or something like that. Then she would go out with her friends and come back, come back about three o'clock in the morning. Oh she, was, she was still in that clubbing scene. I was done with that. And then one, what, what, what ended the relationship was, I'm like, can't you, you know, you got a club every weekend. And then she said, you know what, Dexter, you, you know, you've been there, done that. And when she said that, I'm like, you know what, it, rang, it just rang a bell. And I'm like, you know what, this is not compatible. You know, I, I, you know, what am I doing here? And I realized that this is not something that I really wanted. So, you know, I, I ended it. It was, I mean, I ended it, you know, very, very nicely, but, and she understood that, you know, that, you know, where she was in life and where I am in life is two, we're going in two different directions. And she understood that. And uh, when I moved down here, uh, one of the things I did was I did go on a dating site and what <laughs> the, the person um, sent me a picture of her 10 years, 10 years, you know, younger than she was in actuality. So we're meeting, we're gonna meet in Houston's, right? And everybody knows Houston's on, on Biscayne, on Biscayne, right? So they had this glass um, window there. And so I told her I'll be at the glass window and I'll be looking out for her. She told me what she was wearing. 
So she was running very late. So after a while, I'm like, you know what? I'm just going to go to the bar. So she finally arrives and she, you know, I told her what I was wearing. So she patted me on my back, turned around. She's like, Dexter. And I'm like, hey, how you doing? And she's like, oh, I'm fine. Good to finally meet you. And she says, do I look different? Now, I'm like, no, not at all. Not at all. And I was so angry because she was, and don't misunderstand me. Don't, don't, I'm not, you know, this is this not the, about the misperception it, it, or the, it, it was about her. It was about, it was about her lying and about her mis, about, and the whole mis, misrepresentation of herself. So yeah. she was like, maybe, you know, she had a cat suit on looking all sexy in the photo that she sent me. And now she's like 50 pounds heavier Oh, no. And so she's like, and she has the audacity to ask me, do I look any different? Now, what am I going to say? And she knows I'm lying. Yes. I say, no. Yes, you look uh, different. And, and so the thing about it was we sat down and I had a wonderful conversation with her. Mm. And I could really see myself like, you know, she's cool. And I would go on another date with her. But then I started thinking to myself, if she lied about this and she mm. thought it was cool, what else would she lie about? Right. You know, right. so, um, you know, so, I, you know, the whole thing, you know, I, she called me, I called her back once, we played telephone tag, and I never called her back again. And, you know, I have my receptions at my events and what have you. So one of her girlfriends was being was being uh, honored at one of my receptions. So she walks up to me <laughs> with all her girls around me. And says, yeah, this, this guy went on a date with him. And he never called me back. And all her girlfriends just went in on me. And I said, I am not. I said, this is, this is not good. There's no way to talk this out of, talk myself out of this. Because they already, already are looking at me like I am like mm -hmm. enemy number one. So I said, well, ladies, it's such a pleasure to meet all of you. Have a wonderful time. I'll see you guys later. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If they heard this, if they really knew the story, they would understand mm -hmm. why. But I wasn't gonna sit there and try to explain mm -hmm. what what happened. But you can't misrepresent yourself and just mm -hmm. and be deceptive about something like that and think it's okay. Yeah. So that's the moral of the story too for anyone listening in. It's just, you know, if you're gonna do online dating, online dating does work for many, right? One in four marriages are a result of online dating. You gotta be safe, you gotta do your research, and you have to be yourself. So if you have roles, if you have chin hair, well, not necessarily the chin hair, plus the chin hair. <laughs> but <laughs> <laughs> you know, you can, you can do something with that. But you know, if you have some extra pounds or a third nose, show it, you know, it's like, it is what it is. I always say you want people to say, wow, you look so much better than your online pictures. Then say, wow, I didn't know yeah. that was you, right? Like so many people will do a photo shoot and put those pictures as their online dating pictures. And it's like, that's not what you look like yeah. on yeah. a regular basis, right? So yeah. this is not what I look like on a regular basis. So there will be some normal pictures of my hair and a ponytail just chilling, you know, so you can see my regular face because <laughs> you don't want anybody surprised. You should see some of these right. TikToks nowadays, right? These before <laughs> and afters. And oh, you wonder yeah. who... Absolutely. Who is that person? Right. Please don't do that to these men or these women. Okay. Absolutely. 
Yeah. All right. So tell us, okay, you're at Jazz in the Gardens, the, the foreknown event that has the biggest artists. And then what happens? So that day, because I volunteered um, at Jazz in the Gardens for the media section, probably about five years. So that day, I actually just, I was there and I was greeting everybody who came in and I saw Dexter standing around. I just went and said, hi, how are you? And he just looked at me like really weird and standoffish and was like, do I know you? And I'm like, no, I'm just saying, hello, how are you? And he still was like being very standoffish about it. And then at some point he made a comment because I had on my Yankees cap because I am from New York. I'm a Brooklyn girl. And then we just started to talk about New York and the food that we missed in New York. And that's how it all started. Pause, Michelle. Okay, Dexter, what was going on over by you standing over there? Well, the thing about it is, come on now, not, not too many sisters, you know, are going to say hi to you. And I, I was like, when she said hi, I was literally looking around to see who she was talking to. Because I know sisters don't normally do that. So I'm like, who's this person saying no? And she let me not be presumptuous and just assume that she's talking to me. So that's why I said, you know, and, I, and she made it sound like I was like with an attitude, like, do I know you? And I said, hi, I'm like, do I know you? Like kind of inquisitive, like, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So he was standoff. I was not standoffish. I was not standoff. Hey, 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 hey. Uh, we're doing both sides of the story. Go ahead, Dexter. Uh-huh. Go ahead. You know, so I was just surprised because, you know, come on. I love my sisters. I love all of y'all. But you know, y'all are not the easiest in terms of, you know, and uh, you know, in terms of with an introduction. Mm. So a sister saying hello to me first he was, was like, I'm, I'm not gonna say at first, but with the bright smile and you know, she was beautiful and all that. And I'm like, you know, who's she talking to? That's and I'm like, when I realized she was talking to me, then I kind of opened up. Mm. Wow. So that, you know, it wasn't like I was being, you know, standoffish, but I just wanted surprised. to make sure she was talking to me. I was very surprised. <laughs> like exactly. He was like, this pretty lady over here is talking to me. Oh, snap. He didn't know what to do with his emotions, girl. Don't blow up her head. Don't blow up her head. <laughs> That's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> So you guys started talking about New York and the things you missed. So, Dexter, what was going on in your mind when you were talking to the pretty lady about New York and the things? You well, missed? you know, I mean, I found her to be very pretty and what have you. But I wasn't, you know, I wasn't convinced that, you know, it was more than that. Mm. Um, so I was like, you know, let me just kind of feel it out and what have you. I'm not one of those guys who's just going to pounce on you, you know, like, you know, you smile at me. I, you know, and it, it, I, got, I have friends that a woman smiles at them and they're like, yo, she likes me. I'm, I'm, I'm not like, I'm like, dude, all she did was smile. She's like, yo, but she likes me. I'm, that's not me. So I, so, you know, I wanted to, you know, I kind of like, I was attracted to her. Obviously she's a very beautiful woman, physically speaking. And, uh, and then I got to learn later on in, in, during the day that she also had a, a beautiful persona and had a beautiful soul as well. So, you know, I went home that night determined and, and saying, hey, you know what? If she's going to be here tomorrow, I'm going to make my move. Oh, snap. 
So no, what if she no. didn't volunteer the next day? Uh, I would have found her. I would have found her. Oh. But, oh. She, but check this out. She uh-huh. was really casual on Saturday. Sunday now, she comes with the lipstick. Oh, she comes man. with the bling. Oh, She's like all dialed up. And, you know, and I'm like. He didn't know what to do with himself. Okay. <laughs> well, he, he thought that I was that way because of him. But traditionally for Jazz in the Garden, Saturday, we were always very casual. Sunday, we were always dressed a little bit nicer, but I was still very casual. Mm. She was casual, but she had, you know, she had the makeup I on. I probably had on my red lipstick. And she had on, you know, she was, had on her Put bling on and all red that. Lipstick. Mm-hmm. And it was, a, it was a little, lot more interaction and what have you. Mm. And at the end of the night, I'm like, listen, well, I'm getting ready to leave. It's been a long day. I said, let me get your number. And so I got her number, but I took it down incorrectly. So I knew her friend, you know, so like three or four days passed. And that's when I, when I called her. Wait, oh, so Michelle, when three or four days passed and this man didn't call you, what were you thinking? Honestly, I didn't think anything of it. Okay. Because the way he got my phone number was he asked me if I would volunteer for one of his upcoming events. And I said, sure. So that's how the whole phone number exchange. Oh, okay. So it wasn't like, let me holler. It's like, oh, yeah, let me ask you. That's the way I remember it. But but anyhow. All right, Jackson, you were recruiting volunteers. I got you. Go ahead. That's not the way I remembered it. But anyhow. (laughs) So when I, so I called her friend and said, listen, you know, uh, Michelle gave me her number, but I missed, but but I copied it down incorrectly. Can you call her and then can you call her? and uh, get her, or can you ask her, because I, you know, I don't want to put you in the middle and you thinking that, you know, that um, I'm trying to, you know, trying to uh, swindle her number from you. So she called, she got the permission to give the number to me and uh, we made a date. Um, I had passes to the, um, to the tennis tournament. Um, um, so I invited her to the tennis tournament for a day we had a great time. Um, so the, the tennis tournament was your first date? Well, no. Date. no, Sunday we went to OB House and then Monday we went oh, to the tennis. Oh, that's right. That's okay, right. so that's let's... Right. Okay, so let's rewind this. Okay, so Michelle, tell the story right. Go ahead. How did he end up asking for the first date? I think he just asked me... I think he had asked me if I wanted to go to the tennis match first. And then he asked me if I wanted to do brunch the day before. So I said, sure, let's let's do brunch. So we met at Obi House. And initially, I remember at the date just thinking, oh, my gosh, he's so conservative because he sat down there. I, I don't even remember what we were talking about, but I wasn't getting like the warm and fuzzies from him on that day. Right. And Oh, wait, I mean, wait. So Dexter, how you feel about that? Were you, were, how, did you feel conservative? What, what no, was going on? No, I mean, I was You like, were laying it I, thick and, and she wasn't picking it up? What, what? I thought I was being charming and, you know, I thought I was being, you know, um, you know, you're being a gentleman. I thought I was being chivalrous. All of no, that. I'm sure you were being a gentleman, but I think he probably was a little bit more Dexter Bridgman, the businessman mm. versus, you know, that, you yeah. know, very laid back, you know, funny oh, Dexter Richmond that I've gotten to know. Ooh. 
Okay, hold on. Okay, so on the first day, you guys went to one of the best brunch, brunch spots in town. Mm -hmm. I love their D Club yep. the Crab. Oh, that's so good. Yep. Um, okay, so you guys are on this date. So now the date is happening. While you're on the date, you're saying, oh, he's conservative. Dexter, what were you thinking? I like what I saw. I thought we had good conversation. I thought we had good chemistry. Um, and, um, you know, I mean, we set it up for doing something later that week. So I'm like, you know what? I want to, I want to pursue this. So would you say you guys were naughty or nice on the first date? Definitely nice. Definitely nice. De de definitely nice. Okay. Yeah. And so after you left that date, what were you thinking, Michelle, after you left that first date? Cause you had a, you had a second date already lined up the next day. So right. what were you thinking? I mean, I thought he was cool, but again, I'm not thinking, I wasn't thinking anything like a long relationship lines. Yeah. You know, I was looking forward to going to the tennis match the following day. Right. So you were open at least to spend some time. Right? Absolutely. Absolutely. And then Dexter, what about yeah, you? Well, yeah, no, I'm definitely. And, you know, when she came to the tennis match, she looked amazing. And, um, you know, I, I noticed that she kind of leaned into me and kind of, holding on to me so i'm like okay you know there's you know you know she, she there's a little bit of something here just there's some chemistry here and um wait pause know. michelle what was going on how come you were leaning well the thing well first of all when we got to the tennis match i remember because he came in this like lavender suit you know with like the striped shirt a linen outfit and i also was like you know in this striped linen shirt with pants and and I remember us just as we're going through like all the different entryways and working our way up to the suite, everybody kept complimenting us on how great we look together. Ooh. So yeah, to everybody. So then, you know, we went and we're sitting down and um, we're watching the match and, you know, talking to different people. And at some point he said to me, he said, can I give you a hug? So I said to him, I said, well, I never refuse a hug. Yeah, she remembers everything. I do. I'm very detailed. God, and that. we actually hugged. And I think that was when I was like, okay, he's really sweet and really nice and kind. And we actually had a great time at the tennis match. Uh, really? And I had to actually leave him there because it was like in the middle of the workday. So I just remember, you know, walking to the car and it was raining and he took the umbrella and held it all over my head and him in his linen suit got soaking wet he probably doesn't remember that remember. so that was very charming very very charming so so the second date actually was great oh my goodness that is beautiful okay i'm gonna pause there i had a date where i went to jazz in the gardens right i was dating a guy it was about 10 of us ladies because that's how it goes right and i had another mm -hmm. guy friend and my mom right it started drizzling the guy i was dating decided to go sit in the car to wait for us <laughs> While the rest of us Whoa. 10 girls had to get our stuff together, my mama and my guy friend ended up carrying everything while he sat in the car. So we know that's not my husband. And you knew that that was your husband. <laughs> yes, absolutely. <laughs> that chivalry boy, it'll get you. It'll get, get you everywhere. Everywhere, man. So Dexter, so now let's fast forward. In the time that you guys were dating, when did you understand or come to the realization, like, you know what, this is my wife. Well, I'll tell you, I was really sick mm. and I was home 
and I had bronchitis or something like that. I didn't know. And, you know, you know what? We men are a little stubborn sometimes about taking care of them. I'm like, yeah, I'm, I'm just self-medicate myself. I can't talk. I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm like that. I'm, I'll just self-medicate myself. So she left her job and came to my, my home and took me to the, to the, to the um, urgent, care. urgent care. And she just popped up at the door and I'm like, huh? That's when I realized that, you know what? She's somebody special. She's somebody that cares about me and I'm gonna marry this woman. Wow. So what were you thinking, Michelle, when this man was here trying to die on his couch? I just was like, we need to get you to the urgent care. You need to take something if you're sick. Mm -hmm. So let me just preference it with, I have two children. I have two boys. Mm -hmm. So I think I just naturally have that nurturing nature, mm -hmm. you know, and I knew that, you know, if you're sick and if, you know, you sound that way, I need to get you to the doctor if you're not going to do it yourself. So. Wow. Ah. So, that was just natural. This is another learning lesson, right? Men still want to feel like they're cared for, right? There's Absolutely. something beautiful about that. Because sometimes as independent women, you know, we could be like, all right, you're good. All right, I'm good. Let me know when you're better. But there was something beautiful about you showing up physically to yeah. make sure that he was okay. That was a game changer because each yeah. of us want to feel like you care enough, right? Like you're not just here for the glitz and the glam, but you're also here for the coughs and the sneezes. <laughs> it's the little things. Yeah. Well, that, oh, was, that was a lot. That wasn't a little thing to me. That, that was a lot. And wow. that's when, you know, that moment is when, I mean, that's when I kind of can admit to myself, obviously I'm thinking to myself, oh, you know, I'm falling off. But when she did that, I was in love. Oh, and see, it just comes naturally to you, Michelle, which is just even more beautiful, right? So you weren't putting on airs. It's like, no, you truly no. cared. So where, what was the game changer for you that you were like, you know what? This is him. So a month after we actually started dating, my dad passed away. He passed away in April of what was that, 2019. Mm -hmm. So during that whole period because it was something very unexpected mm -hmm. and Dexter really had this gift to know when to stand back and give me my space and when to be there and it was the following Thanksgiving and I was like in a state of depression it's my first Thanksgiving um, without my dad I had just found out that a really good friend of mine had terminal cancer. So I'm just like, I found out the day before Thanksgiving that a girlfriend of mine had terminal cancer. So at this point I am just, and I wanted to stay home and my mom came over, but Dexter insisted that I couldn't um, skip Thanksgiving. So he showed up at my house with a full Thanksgiving dinner that he had catered. And I'm talking about like turkey, ham, and eight sides. I could have fed about 20 people on this dinner. And I just, I was so touched by the gesture. Like, I feel like I can cry just talking about it. I was so touched by that gesture that that's the day that I was like, okay, he's definitely a keeper. You know, it was just such a, a sweet thing to do. And he actually sat there 
with me and my mom, you know, for a good portion of the day until we decided to leave and go to Brandsmark to catch the Black Friday <laughs> sale. <laughs> right. And he actually sat there with us in Brandsmark for like two hours while my mom was testing electric recliners. But I just that yeah, whole you gesture remember of, everything. I do remember I, that. I remember that. <laughs> yeah. Wow. So I just think that whole gesture of him knowing not to leave me alone that Thanksgiving and to be affirmative in his actions and showing up with this whole meal, that was the day that I was like, you know, and up to that point, I still, you know, we were dating, we were seriously dating. And, but that day was like, what seal the deal? And I just want to go back maybe before my dad passed away, we had been dating for about three weeks. And I remember him bringing up some conversation about marriage. And I'm like, oh, marriage, like I can't even deal with that. And I remember him getting really serious and saying to me, and he probably doesn't remember this either, but he said to me, he said, look, if that's not what you're in this for, then we just need to stop right now. So I knew that he was serious and he wasn't playing around and that his intentions were real. Wow. Wow. And that, was about, and that was about three weeks into dating. Listen, when you grown, you know, right? We're not here to play games. Now, if it ended in marriage, okay. If it didn't, okay. But at least you had the intention of, I'm seriously getting to know you to see if this can really be something more. Exactly. We're not playing games. You see, that's where love comes in, the food. He fed you. <laughs> he fed me. He fed me good. He fed me that's good with that it. meal from shucking and jiving. Oh, yes. Yes, that's some good food. Oh, man. You guys, this we, we might need to, to bring you back. But wait, I need to know. Okay, so you, you have this big ring on your finger, right? It's like, it's like, I think it blinded me. Oh, oh snap, oh snap. So how, how did he propose? So with the proposal, I actually thought that I was going to a dinner with his sister and her fiance where she was gonna accept her fiance's proposal. So that's what I thought. And I just remember, I remember there was like a lot going on because at one point I'm like, oh, you know, I've, I'm going to have to take my son somewhere on Tuesday. It was supposed to be a Tuesday night. And I'm like, oh, you know what? I got to do something with my son that Tuesday night. I can't do it. You know, I'm going to, or I said, I'm going to have my mom watch my son that Tuesday night so that I could go. And then all of a sudden there was like all this shuffling. And then he's like, oh, you know, I really wanted your mom to come. And I'm still not thinking anything about it. So we ended up going that Monday night. So I walk into this restaurant. It's Houston's. Morton's. Morton's. Yeah, it was Morton's on 163rd Street, North Miami on Biscayne. And I remember walking into the restaurant and his sister and her, you know, fiance sitting there. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is going to be so special, you know, seeing these two, you know. And then his photographer was there. And I'm like, I'm looking at the photographer like, oh, that looks like his photographer. And then he's like, oh, yeah, he's going to take some pictures for my sister. So I'm like, oh, okay. 
then he's telling me that they're waiting for like his sister's best friend and her husband to get there. So, you know, we're sitting at the table and everything's wonderful. I actually wore a beautiful dress that night, you know, and it's funny because actually when I walked into the restaurant, everybody else, except for Dexter, you know, they were dressed pretty casual compared to me in this very beautiful dress and Dexter's in his suit. And we actually coordinated that night too. Oh, Y'all was coordinating. And we did, but, and I didn't know. It just happened to be where we coordinated that night. And actually I was on my way to the wrong Houston's when I was in my car. And I just- wrong Morton's. The wrong Morton's, I'm sorry. When I was in my car, I was on my way to the wrong one. I was on the way to the one up in Fort Lauderdale. Mm-hmm. And I think he called me, was like, where are you at? And I'm like, oh, I'm on my way. And then he's like, yeah, you know, it's right off of Biscayne. I'm like, oh boy. So I had to kind of like do a U-turn. So I was a little bit late, but not too late. Yeah. Anyway, so we're sitting at this table and I'm waiting for his sister's best friend and her husband to come in. And I see my cousin and my aunt walk in. Hmm. And I'm like, like, what are they doing there? But it was three days before my birthday. So I'm thinking, oh, he just really had this wonderful birthday dinner planned for me. Oh, this is so nice, so sweet, you know? So they sit down and everybody's just looking at me like really oddly, like everybody's just like staring at me. And I'm like, why are y'all looking at me like that? Like, and then he started, and I think the first line he said is, well, it started with hello. Oh. And as soon as he said that, I was like, oh, my God. <laughs> you know, and I remember just like just getting very nervous and feeling very blush. And then he started to make the speech. We have the camera guy over here, over my shoulder at that point. You know, my cousin's got her phone up with the video and I'm just, you know, it was a beautiful moment. It was a very beautiful moment. I had my mom sitting down next to me. And then he proposed. He proposed it was um, Dexter, his sister and her husband, my aunt, my cousin, and my mom. So Dexter, what was going on in your mind with this proposal? Well, you know, it was very intentional. Um, I wasn't nervous. you know, I wasn't nervous about her saying no or anything of that nature because, you know, we were going in the, in the same direction. Um, what I was nervous about was her finding out what this is going on. So actually when her cousins, when she started, like, I, I pretended like, what is everybody doing here? What is your cousin doing here? Wow, they, they, they might as well sit with us. <laughs> like it was a coincidence, you know, that type of thing. It's like, yeah. But I think Michelle kind of was thinking. Yeah. Yeah, that, like, that, was was a <laughs> that was a little bit of a stretch. <laughs> they, don't, they don't go to Morton's. <laughs> <laughs> and not on a Monday night, definitely yeah. not. Yeah, no, no. <laughs> so, you know, when I got down, when I, when I had my hands and knees and, you know, got on my knees and started, and then, you know, started um, uh, asking for a hand in marriage, you know, it was, I, I, all of a sudden, the, it was, it was, we, we were right in the center of Morton's and, you know, so, and we were like the center of attention where everybody was like looking at us and everybody got, got up and started applauding. And it was one of the, the best moments of my life, actually, you know, because she was very, very happy and excited and her having, she's very close to her mother. 
and she's very close to her cousin. They're like sisters. So the people that were so close to her and me having my sister, who I'm very close with, it, it was just a, a love. It was a moment of, of, of love. And, you know, it was just, it was just fantastic. Uh, I was just, I was, you know, I had a tear in my eye. Girl, when he popped open that ring box, I grabbed it out of his hand. And I didn't even know that till after when I saw the video. Like, I grabbed it out of his hand. I was like, oh, my God, that's beautiful. He did good. He did good. He, he did great. Oh, my goodness. So so great. how long had you dated before you proposed? Uh, not even nine. Because when I met her in 2019 at the Jasmine Gardens, and as we were dating, I said, you know what? I want to propose to her, be engaged to her before one year. Mm. Because again, I was very intentional. I'm, I was not, you know, I'm 650, I'm 58, 59 years old, been around the block more than a few times. I'm not going to do this for five years or three years or whatever. You know, I got, got the woman that I've, that I've dreamt of. She's beautiful, smart, intelligent. You know what? This is what I wanted. This is what I wanted my entire life. So this is what I've been waiting for 20 years for. So, um, so it was three days short of our 11 month anniversary. I didn't even know that. I just knew that it was, it was less than a year. It was three days short <laughs> See, of our 11 months. Dexter, if you need the time stamp and the date stamp on anything, just ask Michelle and she will tell yeah, for you. For real. For yeah. real. Don't even rack your brain, okay? Don't even rack your brain about it. For, for Andy, I have by our door, one of those Etsy signs, the yes date, the best date, <laughs> the first date, the yes date, the best date. So we can both remember the dates because we don't remember. So. <laughs> <laughs> oh she my remembers God. it all. <laughs> yes. So like she said, remember that. So you guys <laughs> have now been married for a couple of months. And how has that transition been? Now, you know, being two grown people, with the way you've been doing things, how you've been doing it, right? How has that been to come together to say, we're doing this together and understanding your spouse may not do it the way you like it, but but coming to terms with that, like how's, how's that going now as a newlywed? We've been actually married for- Over a year. A, 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 what, 13 months now? 13 months. Yeah. 14, well, 14, 14 months. 14 months, mm-hmm. 14 months. November 29th uh, made uh, one year. So go ahead. It, it's been a challenge. It has its challenges. I think overall we're doing great. You know, our situation is different in that we got married during COVID and we both work from home. So we've literally, we moved in together in July of 2020. Um, we closed on our house the last day of June in 2020 and we moved in the next day. So we literally are together, you know, 24 hours a day, you know, with the exception of when one of us will step out the house. So I think that actually has been great because we've really had a chance to, you know, get to know each other um, in a living situation because, you know, things are very different when you're dating and coming and going versus when you're living together. Yeah. That's when you really find out, you know, um, what all the little nuances mm-hmm. of the other person is. So 
I think overall we've been doing great, but yes, we've had our challenges and it's definitely been a time of learning and we're going to continue to learn each other. One of the things that I had to deal with is learn how to communicate with her. You know, I've been by myself for for 20 something years and I have to, you know, I come and go as I want. You know, if I'm going down the street, so what if I, you know, when I'm not that I know better than to leave the house at 12 o'clock. That's not going to happen. But the thing about it is she calls and says, where are you? That she's not, she's not like trying to be, you know, uh, the FBI. She's just doing that because she cares. And so it took me a while to really understand and grasp that concept that she's calling because she's, where are you? What are you doing? And I'm like thinking like, well, I'm a grown man. I mean, you know, you don't need to be checking on me like that, but it's not that she's checking on me like to, to make sure that I'm, you know, where I'm supposed to be. It's because she cares. And it took me a while to, to, to put my hands around that and to, and to really, to really grasp it. But once I had, once I did it, you know, everything became like, you know, came, came much better. What's beautiful about that is that at some point you finally shared your true feelings with her. And then instead of taking offense, she shared her intent. So then you guys right. were able to hear each other versus, you know, when you have a tumultuous situation, it's like, why are you always asking where I got to go? Why you can't tell me you hiding something, you know? And it's just like that whole back and forth where you're really not seeking connection and to understand. It's just being right. combative. So, you know, kudos and congratulations to you guys. You know, I know that marriage is a daily choice and a daily intention. So I just pray for nothing but the best for the rest of your lives together. And Thank that you, you just so much. You know, continue to enjoy the fact that you're enjoying this time when so many, you know, so many divorces because, you know, people were used to folks leaving the house. Now they're looking at each other all day. They're like, I don't know if I like you that much, you know, so <laughs> right? the fact that you like each other, you're grilling and working on your flowers, you're doing your art sales, you know, it's just beautiful that you're able to come together and build this life together. So I thank you both for, for just sharing your story here today. How can people find you on social media? My, I have on Instagram, I have key on the key West underscore colors and also have artist underscore daughter, which is my personal Instagram. Uh, my Facebook business pages is The Art of Ray Ralston. Beautiful. And what about you, Dexter? Um, on Facebook, um, I'm Dexter Bridgman. Um, under, but as far as my company, uh, MI Media Group. My. Well, thank you guys. So for those of you listening in, please do follow this couple, you know, show them some love, send them some business, all the good things. And I just appreciate you all just um, listening in. And I hope that you've gotten a lot from today as I have. So in the meantime, make sure to subscribe, okay? And share this episode and keep loving, keep laughing, keep living. Bye guys. Hey, Wanted Woman, join me on Saturday, February 5th for the Success in Love Summit. If you've ever said to yourself, you know what, I'm confident, I'm daring, I'm bold, but this love stuff isn't working. Or maybe you've said, listen, I don't know if I can really be vulnerable again to someone. I'm afraid of being hurt. Or maybe you've said to yourself, listen, why isn't this love stuff working when everything else is? Listen, my happily professional, busy, single woman, 
Join me for the summit. We're going to do a deep dive into what could be holding you back, the number one thing holding you back from the love that you desire. And you're also going to get some tactical, practical tips as well as hear insight from a male perspective. All right. So go to successinlovesummit.com, successinlovesummit.com, and you could use the code SHOW for $97 off. You can't tell me I never gave you anything, girlfriend. All right, I'll see you there February 5th and it's virtual. So that's COVID free from your couch. Put on your best lipstick, turn on your camera and let's hang out for the day. See you soon. Bye.